I, I think each one of us has to find that thing that that allows you to feel in control when you're really you know, along for the ride in a lot of ways. None of us likes to feel out of control. It's a terrible feeling, whether you're in a car veering out of control or facing a very serious health diagnosis. Right, Sarah? That is so true. And I think finding a sense of control over a really scary situation is the first step to confronting a big challenge with determination and resolve. Jordan, that's what you found with a group of guys you had the privilege to talk to recently. Absolutely right. These guys are all living with lung cancer and they shared some of the ways they're managing their diagnosis with the support of their wives and families and a shared sense of purpose. Advances in lung cancer treatments over the last few years have made it possible to live with lung cancer for years after diagnosis. So many people are doing things they love and that give them fulfillment as they're living with lung cancer. And for some, one of those things is advocacy. I'm Diane Mulligan. And I'm Sarah Beatty. It's the guy's turn again today, dropping their guard to help other guys living with lung cancer learn how to adjust to their new reality as men and as husbands. That's today on the Living with Lung Cancer Hope with Answers podcast. Lung cancer is a tough topic. It's a disease that affects patients, families, friends, co-workers. But first, it's a disease that affects people. The Hope With Answers Living With Lung Cancer podcast brings you stories about people living, truly living with lung cancer. The researchers dedicated to finding new breakthrough treatments and others who are working to bring hope into the lung cancer experience. Okay, we're all experienced in the art of marriage, what it takes to make a relationship work through thick and thin. But what happens when that for better or worse marriage vow that we all have made is really tested? You know, that's the question in front of three of the greatest guys we know, AJ Patel, James Hyder, and Frank McKenna. They're sharing the joys and challenges of learning to live with lung cancer. Jordan, you really had an intimate conversation with these guys. So true. These guys have been living with lung cancer for a number of years. And thanks to research, they have the experience and commitment to help others facing the same shocking diagnosis. But they'll be the first to admit, learning how to live with lung cancer can be a challenge for guys. And, you know, this is a fantastic topic and podcast because Part of the problem that I experienced is being a guy, you know, I don't like to ask for directions when I'm lost. I don't like to go and deal with the doctor when I've got something wrong with me and I, I'm not sure what to do. I just live with it and say, I'll oh, go away. You know, you just talk it up to, hey, we're macho. We can handle this. So that's part of the problem is that uh, we, we are vulnerable and women seem to, to be better voices. And so men need to um, talk about this and, and address these things because um, it can make a difference in the treatment plan. Everybody came together in such a way that really allowed me to make that shift to the from the why me to why not me fairly early on. Um, and I know that's a that's a struggle because if you don't have that support network, then it is hard not it's it's hard to make that shift. It's hard to get there quickly. Uh, but from a mental standpoint, the sooner you can get there, 
the sooner you can start to feel in control through a time when when there's very little that you actually feel you feel so out of control um, and so for me running was also that thing that I wanted something that I controlled and so I wanted to be able to run every day and um, yeah, that, so th I think each one of us has to find that thing that, that allows you to feel in control when you're really you know, along for the ride in a lot of ways. You know, I, I don't want to be the role model or the poster boy, but if I can get it, anybody can get it. But if, if I lend my, you know, knowledge of fitness and staying in shape, maybe that will help other people to kind of stay in shape and battle this. I'm not going to let cancer beat me. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to stay as strong and as fit as I can and fight and beat cancer. Frank is such an inspirational guy. And he's a certified cancer exercise specialist who helps people living with lung cancer learn how to continue making exercise a part of their lives. Frank and all the guys you talked to, Jordan, they're all married and they shared how their relationships changed and actually deepened as they learned how to navigate living with lung cancer, right? Yeah. And as a newly married guy myself, I really listened as they talked about how they had to lean into a new experience as they leaned on their wives for support and looked for ways to continue contributing as equal partners. But I think during that time, my wife kind of took charge and said, you know, we're going to fight this and you're not going anywhere. And, and we always had a good, strong relationship and it strengthened even more. I mean, our relationship now is better, you know, than it's ever been. And I think she kind of took that attitude. You're not going anywhere. And, and regardless of how you feel or what you think or what you say, I'm not letting you go anywhere. And it was kind of that fight and that determination that kind of you know, told me, okay, she's got me. And, you know, I'm going to fight this myself. But if I need that help, she's definitely right there. Uh, she, my wife knew it was important for me to eat. And so she would start naming off food. She would say, how about some peanut butter toast? And I'd be like, I am seriously going to vomit right on you if you name. How about soup? Uh, and oh, I'm not kidding. I'm going to throw up on you if you keep naming. How about the, and then finally she would hit the thing that was the thing and I would eat it and I would be so happy, but I was so about to wring her neck for naming off all these foods uh, until she finally hit the one. And, and uh, she did that every single chemo session um, and was such a trooper about having to try and try to have the right foods in the house to make sure that there was something here that I might like to eat. Once I understood that my gift really left on this planet is to give others with love and happiness. And so I do that. I bring the very best version of me in the moment that I'm living. I mean, there are some moments where I'm not feeling that great, but that's okay. I'll bring the best version. I'll still muster a smile. And that's helped to nurture a much deeper relationship and an appreciation of really what a partner brings when they say, I do, and they will work through sickness and health. You realize just how fragile life is, but just at the same moment, just how beautiful it is because you can see the love from a person. One, one of the greatest gifts we can give to our spouse is to try and be the best patient we can be um, because it's hard for us to ask for help, uh, just how we're, most guys are wired. Um, and so it, it's, yeah, it, it, you know, I think we owe it to them to just make a really concerted effort at trying to be the best patient you can be and not play that typical guy card of, you know, whatever, the guy that whines all the time or, 
uh, is, is um, trying to be the tough patient. Um, you know, I, I'm, I admit that I'm not always the best patient, but I do try and I, I, when we've been in the hospital, the number of times that we've had to go to the hospital, I always um, say that I'm gonna try and be the nurse's best patient. Um, and I wanna do the same thing for my wife when the times come that she has to be the nurse here at home. I love the idea that these guys are thinking about how they can be the best possible patient for their wives, as well as for the nursing staff. And Jordan, one of the benefits of this conversation with just the guys is that they could be really open and honest about all aspects of living with lung cancer, right? Absolutely. James talks about how he got some of the best advice on some of the more intimate parts of living with lung cancer as a married guy from another guy. And we had this really great uh, RN and it was a dude. And I think that was like a gift from God to me to have a guy of this very first chemo cycle that we could just, he talked about everything with us. So he's answering all these questions and he said, look, you're, you know, this is some nasty stuff we're putting in you. You definitely do not want to be intimate uh, for like the next seven days. Well, what he didn't share with me is that I wasn't going to really feel like being intimate for the next seven days either. Uh, And so it all worked out fine. I think this podcast will be so helpful to so many guys. Thanks to conversations like these. So Jordan, all of these guys mentioned the challenge of feeling like they really needed to pull their weight as equal partners. Yeah, Sarah, that was definitely a big theme in the conversation. And it's important that the guys were able to find ways they could contribute. I had times when I felt pretty darn good, like pretty normal. And then times when I felt pretty awful. And I think that's probably similar to the experience of many. So for me, what I try to do is just and maybe to a fault even, try to do as much as I could possibly do on those days that I felt well. So that I really did feel like I was making that contribution, not because I felt like she expected me to do it, but more because it was what I wanted to try and do, to try and pull my weight, so to speak. Um, and, and then on the times when I felt puny, just, you know, being okay with it. And, and you know, she, she was very um, accepting of where I was physically at those times. And, you know, I could never thank her enough for carrying me through that time when I couldn't do anything. And, you know, I try to just, you know, pay her back every day for getting me through those, you know, dark days. As as she says, I don't like to think about those days. And I think about those days because that strengthened our relationship so much and just made me so thankful, you know, to just, you know, thank her each day that I'm alive because she helped me through those darkest times. Frank really nails the for better part of for better or worse, don't you think? Absolutely. And all three of these guys are great examples of learning to live with lung cancer, with all the complexity and the challenges that will come with it. Okay, so up next, we'll hear from the guys on how they're branching out into advocacy and find out what that means to each of them. Are you enjoying the Hope With Answers Living With Lung Cancer podcast? Consider making a donation to help LCFA produce this resource for patients or anyone seeking answers, hope, and access to updated treatment information, scientific investigation, and clinical trials. Just text LCF America to 41444 to join in this important fight. 
advocacy has several meanings. First, learning how to live with lung cancer means learning as much as you can about your own lung cancer in order to get the best possible treatment. But thanks to research that's giving people living with lung cancer longer, healthier lives, lung cancer advocacy often changes to include lobbying for increased research funding and supporting newly diagnosed patients. All of these guys are also involved in several types of advocacy. That's right. Little known fact that lung cancer kills more people than breast, colon, and prostate cancer combined. And James Hyder is working to change this statistic by advocating for parity when it comes to research funding. And so I, my part of what I think we should be doing, and I'm trying to do personally, is to change that, is to be a voice for uh, a, a more equitable distribution of, lung of uh, medical research funding for lung cancer. Bottom line is you've got a disease, you didn't ask for it, um, and, and the funding should be there uh, to, to, um, to be able to change, an out, change outcomes for people. Um, as far as the guy involvement thing, I, I volunteer, uh, one of the advocacy things I do is volunteer as a phone buddy. So I get to talk to people who are newly diagnosed. It's so important for guys to know that there are other guys in here, you know, like the, the three of us who, you know, work with the Speakers Bureau in, in order to get that word out there and, you know, do the events that we do and, and you know, appear on, you know, some of the podcasts and, and on the websites and some of the things we do to let people know that there are other guys out here that are willing to help. They're willing to, you know, either lead by example or give advice or, you know, just kind of say it's okay to talk to someone who knows what you're going through or has been through it. And, you know, it, it, as AJ said, you know, people who have been diagnosed earlier than him or recently diagnosed, you know, we're, we're willing to help everybody, but there's a community out here of guys who are willing to help other guys and get through this. So don't be afraid to reach out. There's two tracks. One is the patient advocacy tract and the other one is a research advocacy tract. And I didn't get into the research side until I'd gotten well entrenched in the patient advocacy side. And so why did I choose to get involved with the patient advocacy side? Because simply because uh, the only reason I am here today is because a phone buddy was matched with me eight years ago. And this person was an angel. And it was a guy, totally living and breathing stage four lung cancer four years prior to my diagnosis. And for me, that was a tremendous amount of hope. Because here I was sitting there thinking, I won't last more than six months. And here's a guy who says, hold on a minute, buddy there is a hope, there is a possibility. Jordan, thank you for leading such a powerful discussion with these guys. It was my pleasure to tap into their wisdom, their dedication, and even some good humor they work to bring to their lung cancer advocacy work. Thank you, Jordan. And thank you to James Hyder, Frank McKenna, and AJ Patel for joining us today on the Hope With Answers Living With Lung Cancer podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the Hope With Answers Living With Lung Cancer podcast. You'll be notified every time a new episode is available. So visit us online at lcfamerica.org where you can find more information about the latest in lung cancer research, new treatments, and more. You can also join the conversation with LCFA on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.